Welcome to Everything Imaginable, a podcast for curious minds on KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochileo. Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I'm your host, Gary Cacciolo, and today we have David Weiss from the Flat Earth Society. I think this will be a pretty interesting interview. Thanks for coming on, David. Hey, Gary, thanks for having me, and the Flat Earth Society is not where I'm from. Ooh. The Flat Earth Society is a gatekeeping mechanism that's government-controlled website um, of pure disinformation. So the whole idea of the Flat Earth, when people start Googling it, they end up with information from the Flat Earth Society, which will make anybody ridicule it because it's absolute nonsense there. I am uh, not from anywhere. I'm, I, uh, I run the Flat Earth Podcast. I have a website by the same name, the Flat Earth Podcast. And I am the creator of the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app for anybody that wants to avoid Google censorship and get away from the Flat Earth Society to find out what Flat Earth really is. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so, so what got you into the Flat Earth concept? Um, I went in like anybody else, kicking and screaming, refusing to look, thinking it's the dumbest crap ever. I was you know, doing a, a podcast about um, deceptions in the world, you know, some might call them conspiracies. And people started suggesting that I look into flat earth and like any sound person would do, I banned them from our social media for even asking such a stupid question. And I wouldn't look at all, but then I was forced to look and I went in with a biased attitude of, I'm just going to disprove flat earth and prove the globe and put an end to this nonsense. And that's how you become a flat earther when you actually sit and think rather than do a quick Google, uh, you know, is the earth flat top 10 reasons the earth is a globe. You're going to get all propaganda, but mm -hmm. when you actually see the truthful information, you, uh, your mind will be blown as mine was and uh, everything changed. That was six years ago. I left my own company since then. I have uh, doing this full time and it's amazing. I get to talk to, to uh, show hosts like you, and uh, I'm speaking at conferences. Uh, it's an amazing journey. Wow, that's great. So with, let's just start with the debunking. Like, how do you debunk that the Earth is round? Um, like, say, for example, I'm flying on a plane, and I look down, and I see curvature on the Earth. Yeah, so... The, even uh, the, the high priest of scientism, Neil deGrasse Tyson, says that you can't see curvature from an airplane. You can't even see it at 127,000 feet where Felix Baumgarten did his uh, you know, edge, of eight, edge of space jump, supposedly. So when you look outside of an airplane, the way our vision works is we see you know, to a certain distance, the higher you are, the farther you can see. And then, you know, perspective will make the sky connect with the land. And that's the length of your vision. And when you when you span, you know, from left to right, you're seeing the same distance in all directions. So you're seeing in a circle, a flat circle, like looking across the flat edge of a table, a round table. 
So if the edge of that table was the edge of your disc, your vision, mm -hmm. you see a circle and in your brain, your programming tells you it's a sphere. The other problem is when you're looking out of an airplane, the edges of the windows are curved and they kind of make the edges dip down a little bit. And you think you see curve, but you don't. We've sent balloons up to 127,000 feet with regular non-fisheye lenses and the horizon is at eye level and it's flat. Interesting. So why does science want us to believe that the earth is round? Gary, that is uh, I, I love when people I love answering that question last, but I love when people ask it right away because it's the sign of a thinking mind. Like why the lie? You know, the lie is so big. And here's the problem. The lie is so big that people can't even fathom uh, that that it would be done. So. You know, every space agency is they all work together. So NASA, JAXA, you know, Chinese, whatever, all of them, they're all it's all one group meant to make you think you live on a ball. So why? Why the lie? And the answer in my mind is simple. There's really two answers. One is if you understand um, what the flat Earth model is, there is a great possibility, if not certainty that there's more land that there's more than what they're telling us is on this prison ball and i'll explain how that could be mm -hmm. in a moment and the other is when you under it's not the shape of the earth that matters it's the lie that matters and they want you to believe that you live on a spinning ball flying through an infinite vacuum where an asteroid could take you out at any time there's no more nothing else to discover here on earth because it's all been discovered and that you are meaningless um, accident um, where you have no uh, no power, no power, you know, to control the fate of your life. When the truth is that we are at the center of creation, that this world was created. Therefore, there is a creator. Now, I won't take it any farther than that because I was a nihilistic atheist before all of this happened. I'm not religious or anything now, but I understand through science that the earth is intelligently designed therefore there is a creator so when you realize all of that that you you all of a sudden take your power back and you stop giving it away to uh, people that you think have authority over you and everything changes and, and the analogy i use is uh you know the documentary with keanu reeves called the matrix mm -hmm. Documentary, Gary? Yeah, <laughs> I call it a documentary, kind of a joke. Uh -huh. But um, at the beginning of the movie, Neo, you know, Keanu is depressed. He's he doesn't know what's wrong. Uh, something's wrong with the world. And he's trying to figure it out on the early internet. And he, uh, the way I look at it is, he his conscious mind is separated from his inner knowing soul. Mm -hmm. uh, his soul knows what's going on, but his conscious mind hasn't seen it yet. And then at the end of the movie, he figured out who he is, where he is, what he is, and he takes his power back. And if you compare the, you know, the Keanu standing tall and proud at the end of the movie uh, versus the one at the beginning who's lost, spinning out of control, uh, there's a, that's the transformation that happens when you understand that you are at the center of creation. Wow. That's intense. Yeah, it is intense. So, so, it, it, so is this in yeah. any relation to like holographic universe theory? Well, you know, there, there's a lot. Uh, we don't know everything, mm. but what you know, and there's different people uh, that are researching flat Earth that have different layouts of the map, 
Um, some people think there's a physical dome surrounding us, which I, I'm, I'm in that camp. And some people think that there's maybe other domes across the earth plane. Some people think that there's rings around us with other um, realms in them. All of that stuff is fun to think about and try to scientifically prove. And there's, there's evidence to support some of it. But what we all agree on unanimously is that we're not a spinning ball flying through an infinite vacuum because that's scientifically provable, uh, provably impossible. So, so is there, what was the, what was the exact wording of your question again? Oh, uh, the holographic universe theory. Yeah. So, so, are we in some sort of simulation in this flat earth realm? I don't know. I can't prove it, but there is a lot of interesting things. Like when we look at the sun and the moon, um, they don't act like physical objects within the, the sun and the moon that we see do not behave like physical objects. They uh, behave like apparent reflections. And uh, there's tons of information that, you know, videos that I could show you how that works. And there's experiments you can do yourself that uh that will show you that they don't act like physical objects so hope that answers that question what kind of experiments could i do myself yeah well it would be you would uh, you would try to triangulate the sun or the moon so you'd have to be in a in a place where you know that the sun is directly above you and you can prove this by uh having a stick that's perfectly vertical vertical in the ground and that the, that there is no shadow so that would be yet somewhere in between the two tropics uh, whatever day of the year where the sun is above you. And then you'd have somebody at a known distance away from you that could measure the angle to the sun at that same angle. And you know, the distance, you know, that you're at a right angle, um, from to the sun and you can do some simple, uh, math to figure out the position of the sun. And uh, then you add a third or fourth person to that. And it should become even more, you know, it should narrow in on the position of the sun, but it doesn't. It gets worse. The more points of triangulation you add, the farther off the result becomes. And that's because we all see the sun and the moon in an apparent position. And, and it's like, well, how could that work? And it, it has to do with, you know, if two people are looking at a, a mirrored wall and there's a light behind them and the two people are 10 feet apart. The person, um, you know, you get a third person to walk up to the mirror and put an X on the mirror where the first person sees that light behind them. Mm -hmm. The other person is going to put an X 10 feet to the side of that where they see right. the light. So you could. So that's an apparent position. So, again, it's a lot to get into on an audio podcast, mm -hmm. but um, I'll tell you guys where you, where you can find all of that. But it's triangulation, correct? Yeah. Yeah. OK. I got it. Um, so who's perpetuating this conspiracy that the earth is round and for what benefit? Yeah. So the, the benefit is it's all about control because if they can convince you that you're a random speck lost in space, you give up the control of your life. This is, we're in a, a very, um, you know, it, it's all about controlling the mind. Government is govern is to control. Ment is the mind. And they want to, uh, take away your God-given power. So you have, um, you have God. There's there's free will. Basically, the only real laws are: don't kill anybody, don't steal from anybody. You know, mind your own business and help your neighbor. Um, you know, basically those you know three or four laws are all you really need to worry about. 
and and life is amazing if everybody followed those rules so if they if they have you lost in space um and giving your divine power away uh they can control you and it's, it's literally all about control the the royal uh bloodlines that are running this world are um basically satanic monsters that want to control us and their their stated goal right now is to depopulate the planet and um it looks like their plans are you know moving forward swiftly are we talking about like the rothschilds rothschilds and above there's names that we don't even know the names that we know they're the puppets of the real um controllers of this world and those controllers might not even live within the world that we know let me quickly describe what the flat earth is it's not a disc floating in space like the flat earth society wants you to believe the flat earth doesn't move the flat earth is like a lake think about a, a lake what is a lake a lake is a body of water in the low point of the land and the edge of the lake isn't like the edge of a quarter or the edge of a pizza it's the edge of the lake where the land is higher than the waters and it contains the waters now take all of the world's oceans and expand and just pretend that's a giant lake and all of the islands in the middle are all the continents that are spread out through the lake and the edge of the lake the circumference of the lake is the highest land on earth well it makes sense we're in the basin of this higher land and that higher land is called antarctica antarctica is not a thirteen thousand mile um island you know continent at the bottom of a spinning ball it is the land that surrounds the world ocean and that land goes on for thousands of miles outwards in all directions and then there's a mountain range that's supposedly higher than mount everest and nobody is allowed to explore the outer lands of antarctica the outer lands of Antarctica that we know of are bigger than all of the continents and all of the oceans combined. But where nobody is allowed to go there, and it, there's been a treaty in place since 1957 that cannot even be questioned until the year 2041. What happens if somebody tries to cross that border? Yeah, so that that's a, you're asking great questions. Um, the the the, the treaty doesn't even start at the shoreline of Antarctica. It starts, you know, a thousand or a couple thousand miles from um, Antarctica at the 60th uh, south parallel. So if you if you think of the world ocean and uh, the shoreline around it, you know, a thousand miles or so from that shoreline, you draw a line that's 60 degrees south. And nobody is allowed to bring fuel of any kind beyond that line and nobody is allowed to explore Antarctica. But then if you look, you know, Hey, there's sightseeing trips to Antarctica. There's like 15 different companies that offer it. And it's like 10 to $30,000 just for a couple days. So that eliminates a lot of, you know, curious people. But when you go there, those 15 companies are run by the same person. Okay. So there's one person, one company controlling all of the sightseeing trips on Antarctica, one entity. I don't want to say it's one person, but mm -hmm. it's one controlling group. And when you go there, you only get to see the shoreline. They show you some penguins. They bring you to the ceremonial South Pole, which is different depending on which entry point into Antarctica that you go to. And it's just a pole stuck in the ice, and they tell you it's the South Pole, but you can't verify it because compasses don't work down there. GPS doesn't work out there. I said down there. And uh, nobody is allowed to independently explore outwards. So who 
who's the person in charge of these companies or, or entity that's in charge of these companies that does the tours? Well, you know what? I don't know the name off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's, you know, they're government controlled. Um, and when I say government, you know, the U.S. government, the, the you know, Europe, the, the, the king and the queen, you know, all of that nonsense, um, they're all in it together. All of these countries are, are really just one. Any country that has a space agency, uh, especially, they're all in this together. Interesting. It's about, so do you know anything about Tataria? Have you ever heard the name Tataria? I've heard the name. I can't recall what it was, though. So Tataria was a worldwide civilization, advanced civilization. They're probably the ones that built, you know, the pyramids and the great structures that are still strewn all over the world. You know, the the pyramids in, in, uh, in, in, um, where the hell are the pyramids? In, uh, in Egypt, sorry. Um, you know, that line up with the stars in Orion's belt. Well, there's other sets of pyramids all across the Earth plane that also line up with Orion's belt. So there's something to that. You know, are they energy generators, communication? Who knows uh, what, what they are? But there's a lot of evidence that they, they're pulling free energy out of the Earth. Right. So there was a worldwide, peaceful, powerful live, group of people that were all over the earth. And then something happened not that long ago in the 1800s, probably late 1800s, where there was a reset of society. And uh, there was a massive wipeout of uh, humanity. And when the people started repopulating, there were some people, I guess, or I'm not sure where they came from or, you know, what their full background is, but they decided to control the minds of the masses and and have dominion over this world if you want to say it's the devil you know that was leading it feel free but i wasn't there and i don't know who but they what they did is they flipped over everybody to believe that we live on a spinning wobbling swirling whirling planet flying through an infinite vacuum and that was introduced in the early 1900s everybody knew the earth was flat 100 120 years ago I interviewed a woman 102 years old in January of 2020 where I was interviewing her about the World's Fair, which World's Fair is that she had been to and uh, as, a, as a kid. And the World's Fairs are basically the takeover of the previous society that was here. And she told me that when in elementary school, she was taught that the earth was flat, but then they changed it in her later years. And then we found somebody in Croatia that said in the 1930s, every school in, in Croatia was teaching flat earth. And then we found microfilm newspaper articles from the early 1900s talking about teachers being persecuted for introducing heliocentrism into the school system. So this takeover wasn't 500 years ago or 2000 years ago or whatever our history, his story books are telling. They are, um, that is a, it's a fabrication and the takeover happened about a hundred years ago. Wow. So, so, so we're being controlled by some kind of satanic people or satanic group. And they're using us. They want us to believe that the earth is round and just being hurled through space to make our lives feel meaningless so they can control us. Well, th- that's partially it. So 
what they don't want us to know is that our thoughts create our reality, that we are the rulers of our own lives, that we have choices and options, and there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, the, the uh, asteroids don't exist as described. And there is no food shortage and there is no water shortage and energy is free, can be pulled out of the earth. Uh, that's what Tesla, you know, one of the things that Tesla showed in the world's fairs. But they realized that if they can control electricity, uh, fuel for engines, you know, and, uh, you know, control our energy and, and control the water and the food, then they have control over the people, but then they also have to keep the control of the people's minds. So mm -hmm. one of the greatest inventions for mind control was the tell lie vision, where they tells lies into your vision. And they programmed everyone's minds with movies, every television show, every movie, everything, Universal Pictures, Paramount Pictures, all of them are showing, it's all globe programming. All children, before they could even speak, are programmed with globes. They have globe mobiles over their heads. Sesame Street had astronauts on it. Um, all of that is to control your mind because when you wake up to the understanding of what Flat Earth really is, um, you no longer uh, give your energy away. And when I say give your energy away, this is a spiritual war that we're in. It doesn't matter if you don't believe that a spiritual war is a thing. The elite believe it, and it does work. And they're literally, they're literally taking our energy through fear. It, it, it's it's such a, an, a such a, a huge thing that it's hard for most people to wrap their minds around. Hmm. How about the people that don't feel fear? Well, uh, that's great. Great question. There's people that have found uh, God and that are living great lives and are, that are good people. And they believe that uh, there's uh, that God created the solar system and the galaxy and all the galaxies and the universe and and God's omnipresent everywhere. And they're good people and they're having a good life but they're missing part of the story. And here's the problem. Not everybody is like that. There's a majority of the world that is, that doesn't believe in, in a creator and lives a nihilistic lifestyle. And that's what they want because there's a, there's a verse in the Bible that basically says, and I'm not a Bible guy before I discovered flat earth, anyone that mentioned the Bible, I would stop listening to them because they're religious fanatics. But there is a verse in the Bible that is, that I find very true that says, once you see my creation, the earth, you no longer have any excuse as to deny my existence. Okay. So there are, can be, you can live in a heliocentric world and find God, but you can also doubt that God exists. But when you understand what the flat earth is, you cannot doubt that there is a creator. There is a creator. And once you see that without any doubt, it changes who you are and it changes the way you are. And it, it helps you take your power back. It helps you take bolder steps. It helps you lose fear because fear is the only thing that inhibits this world. So the way they, the, you know, the, the Tatarian empire that lived, that was here, you know, before us, they had airships, giant airships cruising across the world. Uh, Ruth, when I spoke with her, she was telling me as a small child, there used to be giant airships cruising across the skies. They'd see them. They were commonplace. So, the, the 
what they what they did is they divide you, you've heard the term divide and and separate divide and mm -hmm. conquer so they divided us by countries well countries didn't used to exist we were a worldwide empire and so they divided us by countries and they divided us here by states and they divided us by sports teams by political parties by race by gender now they're dividing the genders and they're dividing us every way possible and now they're dividing us don't go within six feet of somebody don't look at anyone's face right they're dividing us and they're take they're trying to take all of that spiritual energy away the, the whole situation we're in right now with people covering their faces, faces are how we connect energetically. When you see an expression on someone's face, there's all sorts of energy exchange just from a slight twitch of a lip muscle. Okay. That changes everything. And all of that is being taken away because it's all about control. It's controlling our minds, controlling our bodies. And it's about, maintaining the population that they want. They want the population of the world to be no more than 500 million. And it's not like they wrote it in stone. Oh, wait, they did write it in stone. Do you know about the Georgia Guidestones? Yes. Okay. So they wrote it in stone and it's, uh, it's all about control. So there, there's a lot going on with this. And, you know, with all the craziness going on in the world, why is this guy talking about flat earth right now? And it's because, if you're lost in space, spinning out of control, you can't make the proper decisions you can't that you need to take back the world. So, you know, I'm here spreading the message so people know where they are, who they are, what they are, and that they have great power. What kind of power do we have? We have manifestation powers that are beyond even what I believe. You know, when you're when you're when things are going really well for you and your mind is in that flow state and then you envision something that uh, that you want and need and would be a good thing. And then all of a sudden it just manifests in your life. Yes. That is stuff you, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they don't want us to know that we can do that all the time, that it can happen faster and faster. And I and I'm willing to bet in the last you know few years, you've noticed that things manifest really fast faster than they used to sometimes mm -hmm. right right so if they keep us in a state of fear you can't manifest you can't create the life that you want and they want they want this dystopian uh you know life of fear for us so you know they they still want us around because they need us to create the world that they want and that's how they do it through mind control through the tv news and just through controlling your thoughts so, you know, here we are where we are the many, they are the few. Imagine if in your town, every single restaurant said, hey, we're open full capacity today. As a matter of fact, we're putting twice as many chairs at every table that we've ever put before. And we're having a sale. Everyone come out, no face mask required. And everyone in your town complied. Mm -hmm. What could they do? That's one town. What could they do? They could do nothing. They could do nothing. We are the many, they are the few. Um, so are, are you saying that, that essentially human beings, each human is their own God? You know what? That's a great, great question. Uh, we're all a piece of God. We are all, we, we, we are having this physical experience in this avatar, if you will, where we're having a soul's journey. I, I look at it as, as this. That we all are, um, 
our soul decided to come here with a journey, with a mission in mind to expand its consciousness. And maybe all souls together are considered God. You know, they're all a soul is a piece of God. And so we come here and we have this conscious um, amnesia. So we're here and we're experiencing this world and we're trying to align with our souls but somebody's hijacked our minds so we can't hear our soul speak you know in in the past before television and all of this stuff when everybody worked together and thought together and work you know all of this harmonious energy um our souls could speak to us much better but with all of the noise and the frequencies and the and the anger and and division our souls are having a hard time speaking with us so it's causing great difficulty for many people when you're not aligned with your soul you're having uh you have a tough life you have the, you know, you're depressed you're you can't figure it out uh, you know things don't go well but when you line with your soul and you're heading in the direction your soul wants to go things go very well hmm. did, I, did i answer that question it does. Um, so uh, yeah. So are we? Are we? You you asked. Are we? Are, um, are, are we? Like, uh, because one of the things, like I, I, I mean, this is. I mean, the idea of humans being creators has been around a long time. Yeah. At least with the cultists, you know, people like Alistair Crowley and yep. you know, it's Merlin the magician. I mean, it goes way, way back. Why do these people have such power? Because they understand how this word world works but they're using it for evil. You know, the evil people of this world have gotten such a foothold on it because they understand how this works. The occultists of this world uh, understand that they can do this stuff and they can work the system and that all of the sheep sleeping people, I call sheeple, are, are just allowing this to happen. But they, again, they can't take it from us unless we willingly give it. And so what they do is they tell us, they cast these spells with their spelling and uh, we have the opportunity to say no, but most people don't see it. They don't say no. Therefore, they're saying yes. Mm -hmm. Well, like, for example, Crawley, I mean, he broke the cardinal rule and made all that information public. Yeah. Like, what do you think his motive was for doing that? I mean, he, I mean obviously, he could have been completely evil because he wanted people to know. Maybe, maybe part of the, as I said, part of their thing is they have to always tell us what they're doing. That's why on all of these massive world, you know, changing events, there's always, they always have told us in movies and television shows and cartoons, they always tell us um, before it happens. They give us the opportunity to not put our energy into it. You know, uh, we went into uh, all of these wars in the Middle East after 9-11 but they, they didn't do it until we all pounded the war drums, until we all said, we want war. You know, we want, they couldn't do it without our spiritual energy backing them. And so, you know, so they did the event that happened in New York. And, you know, all of a sudden we were able to go to war because everyone's energy was behind it. Hmm. So they need our energy in order to function. They, they do. It, it does appear that they need our energy 
uh, you know, to make this world go around. Maybe they don't have the manifestation abilities that we have because they don't have empathy or, 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 you know, our emotions. Maybe so they're, they we... don't have, have that anymore. And that's what is, helps things manifest. So they're using us to create their world. Right. But if that's the case, then we know their weakness and we could overtake them. We could. Consider, considering they're, they're, they're the minority and they have this huge weakness. There you go. You got it. <laughs> but people are sleeping. Go outside. They're zombies. They're suffocating themselves with bacteria-filled masks. They're obeying orders that don't even apply to them. You know, people are lost and sleeping. And if they don't see it on CNN or Fox, it doesn't exist in their world. They're completely mind-controlled zombies out there. And now they're going to line up and hold their shoulders out to get that jab. And who knows what's going to happen after that? That might take away their ability to feel God. And then they have even more control over them. There's so much going on in this world right now. It's unreal. But you're right. If everyone woke up to flat earth tomorrow, they would know there's a creator. And all of a sudden, they would be able to see and stop complying. And the Flat Earth Society is propaganda to actually prevent people from realizing this truth. Right. If you Google Flat Earth or, hey, top 10 reasons we know the Earth is a globe, you're going to end up with Flat Earth Society nonsense. You know, uh, boats over the horizon, you know, sticks and shadows from Aristophanes, day and night, seasons, all of those basic stuff that I thought was proof of the globe. But when you look at it, they actually prove the opposite. Okay. Seasons prove the Earth is flat and not a globe seasons are impossible on a globe earth okay and again it's a lot to to for me to describe on this audio podcast but i'm going to tell you guys now where you can get the information because if you google it you know you try to go on youtube and find it you might find some of the videos but you're going to find propaganda that's going to make you it's going to tire your mind out it's going to confuse you and when you have a confused tired mind you quit researching and that's the whole idea so I created an app and I'm not here like, oh, here it comes. He's selling an app, $2.99. Okay. That's not it at all. I walked away from a large six-figure company that I started with another two partners and I walked away from it all to, to take scorn and ridicule and do this. Um, so it's not about the money because if it is, it's the worst financial decision I've ever made. But the app, and I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on this app, and I continue to put to put more into it. It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. For Android, you have to have 8.0 operating system or higher, or iPhone 6 or higher. And uh, it's uh, $2.99 in the United States, whatever that translates to in other countries. And what it will do is it will show you how the Flat Earth works. It'll show you how seasons work. And it'll show you... Uh, how time zones work. It shows you everything graphically in this app, but it also has a frequently asked questions page. And every question that you're going to ask shows up in that page where we have video after video after video that will explain and show you and show you how to do the experiments yourself so you can verify for yourself. You know, don't just believe a video on YouTube. Look at it and go, oh, that makes sense. Let me check that out myself. Or then or just come to a new understanding when you see mm -hmm. it. But on the app, every day, there's a new video. It's called the Featured Video of the Day that shows up on the face of the app. And what I tell people is take the Flat Earth App Challenge. Just one video a day for two weeks. During the week, I know people are short on time. Part of the 
design of the control system, by the way. Um, watch, you know, short videos during the week, longer ones on the weekend. Watch for two weeks. And then at the end of that two weeks, I guarantee you will know that you don't live on a spinning ball. But if you think you have one proof of the globe after that two weeks, you can email me at info at theflatearthpodcast.com. And if you can provide one proof of the globe, not only will I refund your $2.99, I'll give you a full Bitcoin. Hmm. You know what Bitcoin is, right? Yeah. Okay, Bitcoin's at $40,000 while we're talking, or somewhere around there, maybe 35000 right now. Um, but that's a great challenge for anyone that says, this guy's stupid, he's living in his mother's basement, he's doing it for money. Not the case at all. I, I, again, I had all of those thoughts when somebody was trying to tell me about the flat earth. I wouldn't even look. And then when I looked, I'm like, wow. And my life has changed dramatically. So what difference does it make? It makes all the difference in the world. So how about money? Is money a bullshit construct created to <laughs> enslave humanity? Gary, you're the man. I, that was the thing that got me into looking at conspiracy in the, in the first place. I was looking at what the hell is the Federal Reserve? Well, how do they make money? And they pull it out of thin air. Money, the government doesn't need money. NASA doesn't need money because they're the ones that make the money. They're, it's, it's just a control system. Um, it, it's, it's a total control system. So, you know, the Federal Reserve makes money out of thin air by typing into a computer. The government borrows that money at interest. So think about that. You borrow money at interest. Well, they're the ones that created it. When you pay it back, well, you still owe the interest. So how do you pay the interest? you borrow more money to pay that interest. It's a Ponzi scheme on top of a Ponzi scheme. And all fiat currencies through history die. Well, the U.S. dollar has already died. They just haven't told us. So, you know, I'm betting within two years, it'll be $5,000 for a crappy loaf of bread. Hmm. Yeah, I, I've always just considered money as just some kind of bullshit thing that they came oh. up to control us because... You know, the idea of, I always like the idea of just trade because right. you're trading an equal amount of energy for an equal amount so, of energy, where with money, it becomes very, very unequal. Gary, Gary, you are nailing it. So, you know, in this world, we need money to survive. We need, you know, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm selling the app because I couldn't do it if I didn't have any money and I need the money from the app to put more money back into the app and to pay the electric bill so I can talk to you on my computer, which I had to pay for. So, you know, am I doing it for money? Well, sure, I'm doing it to so I can do it. But in this system, it's not about when you buy things. When you buy things for money, all right, you got it, you paid the money, you worked, you got some you know, money credits. But when you make something or you know, produce something yourself and then trade it to somebody else for something else of value, the energy exchange right there is uplifting. It's amazing. It makes you yeah. feel better. You know, I make hot sauce every year. I make this amazing mango organic hot sauce. It's the best. It's amazing. People would pay a ton of money for it, but I refuse to sell it. I'll either give it away mm -hmm. or I'll trade you for it. Okay? I'll trade you something for it. But I won't sell it for dollars because that energy is just unfathomable to me. But when you trade it, it's amazing. It's amazing. And when yeah. you give it away for free, it's even better. But... Once you start doing, <laughs> excuse me, doing things like that, um, you start to see the the um, 
how things jive in this world when people work together. But they are dividing us um, in every way possible. Is there any organization, group, or people that would plot a coup against this organization that's trying to control us? I mean, there's, you know what? Who knows? I mean, are there people working behind the scenes to do this? You know, we have um, some very, very famous celebrities that are on board with us, but they can't come out publicly because then they lose everything that they have. We have many pilots for big airlines like Qantas that are, they know the earth is flat. Um, some of them have spoken with us privately. Lots of them are um, dropping videos from the cockpit showing impossible uh, globe earth situations. Uh, one of them interviewed with us and was fired the next day. So there are people that are trying and you know, we have engineers, all sorts of stuff. So, the, there's a big conspiracy to stop us. I mean, mm. at the at the hearings uh, from that Facebook and you, YouTube had in Congress, they use the example of flat Earth as what they'll be censoring. So, so again, you know, my app, the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Claw Cap, is a way to get around that censorship. Mm. Yeah, the censorship is definitely an issue. Have you yep. personally been attacked by the governments? No. So they you left know, you I've alone? Been, I've been censored. And again, that's another fallacy. They want you to believe that, you know, they can just do whatever they want, want to you. And that's not the case. You know, if they wanted us dead and they could just kill us. Uh, why don't they just kill us? But they have to get us to agree and they have to make us live in fear. People do lots of things that they're not required to do because of pre-programmed fear. My biggest fear is that they'll come to me and say, hey, if you stop doing what you do, we'll give you a billion dollars in your own island in the Caribbean where you could kite surf out of your own yard and we'll even give you some chickens for your farm. That's my biggest fear because I don't know how I could turn that down. Right. I could see that. Um, be a hard one to turn down, right? It would be hard. <laughs> I'm hoping I could do it, but, but that's my biggest fear. However, at the same time, we're going to get old and die anyway, so why not just go down fighting? Why not what? Why not just go down fighting? Well, that's what I'm doing. I, you <laughs> know, I have no fear of dying or anything like that because I know that this is just one experience that our, my soul is having. Now, I don't want to die. I want to live here. Uh, we're, we're in the middle of the greatest show on earth right now. And, uh, you know, my soul chose to be here at this time. So I'm going to do the best I can with that time. So how about that? Like, like death. I mean, once we die, do we then become aware of the truth? I think so. I think that, uh, you know, our souls, maybe our souls come from the stars. Maybe stars are souls. And that we're having this experience here. And then when we, when we cease to exist here, we go back and we have full memory of everything. We're like, wow, what a ride. Hey, let's go back in and do it again. It's like dying in a video game. And you're like, okay, next time I go around that corner, I'm not going to let that freaking guy shoot me. Mm -hmm. you know? 
and you figure it out and you get smarter and you increase your awareness and your, your knowledge and, uh, and you just, you know, experience life. So I think that's what's going on. And, uh, this is an amazing, amazing place where we have amazing powers. You remember, do you, do you, uh, I don't know how old you are, but you, did you used to watch the original Star Trek series? Yes. So you remember the one where Kirk and McCoy and everybody on uh, Sulu, they went down to this planet and anything they thought of miraculously yeah. appeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when they died, they boom, they were just reborn again. You know, um, that's what this world is, is, is like. It, it's like anything you think of, um, you can make it manifest, you know, within, I get, I say within reason, but people say, well, I want a million dollars, you know, where's my million dollars. And basically what you're saying is I don't have a million dollars and I'm never going to have a million dollars. And that's what you're saying deep down inside. So you have to be pure in your thoughts and you have to have faith. You know, people say, if you pray and you have faith, your prayers are answered. Well, mm-hmm. that is absolutely true. Cause if you honestly, truly believe something, it does manifest in your life but you can't lie to yourself and, 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 and pretend to believe something that you don't. Yeah, definitely. So how about the sky above? What is it? So in, in the flat earth model, uh, we believe, you know, many flat earthers believe there's a physical dome above us because the second law of thermodynamics says you can't have high pressure next to low, next to low pressure or no pressure or vacuum without a physical barrier. And that is absolutely true. That's provably true. And, you know, so why doesn't the vacuum of space just suck all the air right off the earth? And the only answer that the globe believing community can give is gravity. Gravity's holding the air down, right? So that's ridiculous because I can take a, so say I have a glass bottle and I suck as much air out of it as I can. And I screw the top on real quick. And so that, bottle is now a low pressure system right it's got it's not it's not a vacuum because i didn't get all the air out but it's low pressure and i could take that bottle up as high as i want or even stick the top of it down in underwater and i unscrew that cap and it's going to suck water or air up and away from earth i showed you right there that you can that low pressure can pull air and water up and away from the earth's gravity so how does space do it the, but the reason I say that it doesn't have to be a physical barrier is because I don't believe space is an infinite vacuum. I believe space is water and that there's water above us and water below us. And we are within like a bubble. Think of a bubble on the bottom of a pot of water. It's right. stuck to the bottom of the water. You got your flat surface in there. It's a high pressure system and it's holding the waters above without a physical barrier. Very interesting, right? Right. And then when we have a massive low pressure system, water from above pours in into the storm. You know, we have a hurricane, low right. pressure system. There's sheets and rivers of water coming out of the sky. Where did all that water come from? Is it floating in those clouds? You know, millions of tons of water floating in clouds? Doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. How about below us? So the deepest hole ever dug, whether the earth is flat or round, is just short of eight miles. So if you, if the world was an apple, uh, they got about halfway through the skin on the apple. And while they were digging that hole, they were using ground penetrating radar to uh, see what they're going to hit next. And they were wrong every step of the way. They thought there was no more rocks. They hit rocks. They thought there was no more water. They hit water. So while digging through the skin of the apple, they got it wrong. And then 
when they just short of eight miles, they hit an impenetrable barrier. They couldn't drill through it. They couldn't blow it up. They tried for years and they couldn't get through it. But somehow we know what the earth looks like, you know, a cross section because we're all brought up on the meme of this is what the sex of the earth looks like with its molten metal core. You know, that's how this works. It's all pseudoscience. Nobody knows what's below us. Hmm. Do you think it's just completely solid below us? Or do you think that below us there could be like a space and then maybe another dome and a, another planet? Um, very interesting question. Again, all of that is speculation. Um, there, there seems to be a, uh, you know, there could be a whole nother realm below us. And, you know, we're not a planet. You have to remember that. Right, we're right. a plane. I, I guess I'm kind of thinking like Middle Earth. I'm thinking yeah, Lord well, of maybe, the Rings maybe, type of thing. Well, absolutely. Maybe there is another more dense realm below us or maybe very similar. It could have its own sun. On the flat Earth, the sun is um, is small and close and within the Earth system, not the soul lure system where they're trying to steal your soul away. Mm-hmm. So, so you make a lot of uh, a lot of sense, right? Well, it makes sense, but you also have a lot of. Um, I'm trying to think of the word for sort of like not analogies, but but you, you connections with words, like you're using language to connect different things, like the word soul and solar and stuff like that. Well, um, where where does that originate? That that type of uh, making those type of connections. Well, words have meaning, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all words have meaning. And when you look at them, where they come from, they're literally casting spells, spelling casts spells. So, you know, his story, his story, well, whose story is, is history? Um, extra terrestrials, well, extra is more, terra comes from territory. So maybe extraterrestrials come from the extra land beyond Antarctica. Right. Um, is, is that what you think? Is that, is that like one of the theories that's out there to explain like alien abductions and UFO sightings? Is sure. that they're coming from beyond Antarctica? Um, absolutely. It makes, makes perfect sense. Um, or they could be also coming from uh, inside the North Pole because no one's allowed to go there either. You know, there's thousands of miles of world that nobody is allowed to go there and we're told that it's freezing cold and dark there but that's not the case at all so um, there's lots of areas in within our realm in the deep southern oceans that are uncharted that you know gps won't get you to so uh, there you know there's extra land out there so if there are extraterrestrials here they come from the extra terra if you look at all of the largest telescopes in the world they're all owned by the vatican and they're most of them are in the deep south down in you know at the tip of south america and south africa i'm not sure where they all are and even in antarctica but they're not pointed up in the sky they're all pointed outwards away from the center of the flat earth they're pointed mm -hmm. south why aren't they pointed up they're all pointed south because they're looking towards the outer lands of our world. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating, right? Yeah. I wonder what's going on. So back to um, back to Antarctica. I had interviewed somebody yesterday. He's one of the few living people who has been to a secret base in Antarctica. Yeah. And um 
you know, apparently like the Nazis used it. Um, right. And prior to that, he said he saw remnants of um, Viking colonization there. Yeah. And then he says it was a deep, deep pit. He doesn't know how deep, maybe 100 miles at least. And the only person that he said that he knew that had been down there to the bottom was uh, Edgar Mitchell. And um, have you heard about this base? And do you know anything about it? And, you know, in Nazi involvement? So I, we've heard lots of stories, and, and some of them may be true, uh, you know, but where Hitler was down there. And um, I believe in the, you know, in the 1950s, uh, there was a lot of discovery going on in Antarctica, and that's why they came up with a worldwide treaty in 1957, you know, banning everyone from exploring Antarctica, because the truth of our world is there. If we could independently explore Antarctica, uh, it would quickly become known that we don't live on a spinning ball. So that's why Antarctica is off limits. Also, I was talking about Tataria. Well, there's uh, Tatarian maps that show Antarctica not frozen with all sorts of different places and names and things going on down there or out there. So what is going on there? I don't know. You know, our, our, it may be at one point Antarctica wasn't ice and we had full access to further lands beyond Antarctica. So, um, you know, when you say aliens, you just got to change that word to extraterrestrials because they're coming from any land, you know, any land that we're unaware of is extra terra. Mm -hmm. So that's where they're coming from. And, uh, you know, so they're trying to make you think that, you know, the, the hollow earth theory is just another way to make you think you live on a ball, but maybe a hollow one. We don't live on a ball. Now, is there a possibility that there's an underworld on the flat earth it makes a hell of a lot more sense than it does on a ball earth. Hmm. Interesting. Um, how about space flight? Where are these people going? Like where, where's Elon Musk sending these rockets to? Yeah. He's sending them right into the ocean and most of them don't even go up. They do launch something most of the time. Sometimes they don't launch anything. But no one gets to see these launches up close. Uh, you know, they're miles and miles away. And if you watch any launch from Elon or NASA or anything, they go up. If you're watching it in person, not on TV, it goes up. It curves out over the ocean. And within like a minute and a half, it's, uh, it burns out of fuel. And you're watching a cartoon on television. You can't see it at all. And even kids watching it, they're like, it's going down. It's going down. And no, we're like, no, no, it's because the Earth is spinning. The, the Earth isn't spinning. It that's it, nonsense. It goes over the, the it, it shoots out over the Bermuda Triangle where there's very few boats, if any boats. It's over restricted waters, and if anybody happens to see anything coming down, um, they'll just think, oh, that was you know from the rocket. It was the second stage or whatever, the, you know, or the booster uh, engines. The the stuff that they're showing us is pure nonsense. And again, on the flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app, if you go to the web button and click um, Dave Weiss interviews or D-I-T-R-H that's made deep inside the rabbit hole interviews uh, where I do a lot of video interviews where I show you uh, the fakery of NASA or just click on the frequently asked question page. Uh, what about NASA and the other space agencies? And we have hundreds of videos that will show you um, all of the screw ups that they do. You know, when they're on the space station and they're doing their, their silly backflips, sometimes they get tangled in their wires. Other times, they're doing it on a zero G plane 
and you can see all sorts of errors or their their green screens screw up and things overlap or somebody's hand goes through somebody's face you know there's so many screw ups it's i i wonder if they're doing it on purpose or if they're just that bad at using their software hmm. how about the moon landing uh, again um just check out my interviews <clears throat> there's you look at any of the moon landing footage, it's complete nonsense. The moon is not a physical object. Go, just go outside on when the moon is in the day sky and uh, look at the moon and ask yourself, is that 238,000 miles away or is that right there within the Earth's system? The moon that we see is within the Earth's system. It's not a physical thing that we're looking at. It's non-physical. It, it may be plasma or projection. I couldn't tell you. It's above where I can reach. One of the hardest things to believe about this is that there's that many people. There's not that many that people able though. to keep a secret. Yeah, so that so that's another psyop. They always make it like you know they couldn't even keep a BJ a secret in the White House, right? That is that is mind control right there. There's um, I would say the vast majority of senators and congressmen have no idea that the Earth is flat. The vast majority of airplane airplane pilots and scientists don't know the Earth is flat. Because the people that become scientists and uh, teachers are the ones that memorize and regurgitate the material the best. And uh, that's it. That's not learning. That's memorization and regurgitation. And then they get to teach the next or, or you know, indoctrinate the next round of, round of people. And they, they say there's like, you know, 50,000 people or 500. Well, I don't know the number. A huge number of people that work for NASA. I think it's more like 500. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, the number is way low. And a large percentage of them have no idea that uh, what's going on. If you look at the moon missions, when they did the Saturn V rocket, instead of contracting out to 10, 50, 100, 200 different companies to get all the different parts they needed, they contracted out to 100,000 different companies. Every company made a different piece, you know, a hinge, a meter, a valve, whatever. And, and you know, the nozzle for the rocket, you know, the, all of the stuff, and that way, everyone can say, my uncle, you know, my grandfather, my father worked on the Saturn V rocket, so how dare you say we didn't go to the moon? There's people that make satellites. Well, satellites are launched on balloons in Antarctica. You don't believe me? Just Google satellite balloon Antarctica, NASA, helium, uh, and you'll see that they're launching these things from balloons. They're not falling around a spinning ball, flying through space. And it's also, that's impossible. The story of a satellite is just a mind, you know, a satellite orbiting is just a, uh, a mind trick. It, it, it's, it's an impossibility, even if we lived on the spinning ball. Um, the face on Mars. Yeah. The, what about the face on the moon? The, the, when, we look, when we look at Mars and all those other things, yeah. all of the, when you look through a telescope, you see, you, see, um, you see it differently than, than what NASA and Disney are showing you. NASA and Disney are showing you uh, cartoons. They're, they're literally cartoons that they're showing you. None of it makes any sense. Google Earth is uh, taking the flat Earth and wrapping it onto a ball, and it doesn't even work. But when you look at Mars through a telescope or a super zoom camera or Saturn, yeah, Saturn kind of looks like a sphere to me with this lit up ring that's equally as bright as the sphere. Well, how's that reflecting sunlight perfectly all the time to my eye? That, that makes no sense. You know, these things that we see, 
are small and within the earth system and they are um you know they they are involved with our lives you know they are the projectors of our lives if you look at astrology astrology i used to laugh at but astrology is the real science you know cosmology is pseudoscience it's all made up nonsense how, how does astrology become real science well you know millionaires what's the saying billion you know if millionaires have i forget what that I forget the first part but the second part is billionaires have astrologists and that that's true you know astrology can predict you know all of the stuff that's being done in the world is you know by these world leaders are done at certain astrological times you know when an eclipse happens they they do certain things and uh, on certain you know sign symbols numbers and positions of the planets rule this world and when you understand how that works you can use these energies to uh to to manipulate the world in ways of your benefit that would be a conspiracy you know mm -hmm. people conspiring to um do things for their own benefit so how about the sun? I mean, do they turn it on and off? No. Is it like a light? And why is it that like, you know, like I interview people from all around the world and there's time differences and, yeah. you know, it's it'll be nighttime there and light here or light there and dark here. Well, they're lying. There how is do they no pull nighttime that off? when it's daytime. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> The, the, so the way it works is the sun and the moon are small and they're close. So let's talk about the sun. Why don't we see the sun all the time? Well, if you watch an airplane fly um, directly over your head, so you got an airplane, it's coming from behind you to forward, and it's right over your head, 10,000 feet in the air, whatever the height is, doesn't matter. And you watch the path of that. You'll watch that airplane. It'll get lower and lower to the horizon in no time at all. You know, Right when it's over your head, you got to look straight up at it. A minute later, you're kind of looking 45 degrees up. You know, a minute later, you're looking, you know, almost parallel with the land. And and then it kind of disappears into the horizon. Mm -hmm. And that's not because it's going over the curve of the earth. It's just because it's getting it's getting mushed into the horizon, into the vanishing point. Now, imagine at the same time as that airplane flying over your head, there's another one 30 miles to your south that's paralleling it at the same height, 10,000 feet. Well, you're going to look over to your left and see that airplane, it's going to be lower in the sky while the other one's right over your head. So the sun that's over our head, you can consider that the summer sun and it's high in the sky and then it goes and it's kind of sets. The one over to the, to the left, to the south, is your winter sun. It's farther out south and it's lower in the sky and it's farther away. That's why that's why we have our seasons. But what? how does the sun set? Well, there's an atmospheric layer that becomes opaque, even on a cloudless day, over 30, 40, 50, 80, 100 miles, maybe 150 miles, doesn't matter, the atmosphere becomes so opaque that the sun can't even push through it. So as the sun goes away, it gets eclipsed from that, that layer. Uh, if you think of there's just some spotted clouds in the sky, the clouds that are right over your head, are right over your head, and then 30 miles away, those same clouds on that same deck are touching the, the horizon if you're looking over water. So you got to look at the sun above that. It just goes beyond it and it sets. Imagine yourself sitting in a yard and there's a five foot high fence. Um, you're sitting, you know, your head's, you know, three feet off the ground and you're looking at that fence and uh, the fence is, you know, 30, 40, 50 feet away. 
So you're looking at the top of the fence, kind of, it looks like it's at your eye level because it's far away due to perspective. It just becomes eye level. Mm -hmm. And there's somebody on the other side of that fence, six foot tall person. So you see their head sticking above the fence. As they walk away, their head's going to disappear from the bottom up behind that fence. Okay. It's literally going to set behind that fence. So that's how, that's how the sun sets. And again, hard for me to describe here, but um, on the flat earth, sun, moon, and Zodiac clock app, if you click, uh, how, what about sunsets? Uh, we show you, uh, we show you videos, we show you animations, we show you illustrations, we show you the whole thing, how it works. And again, that's something you can go test for yourself. But the next question you should have is why doesn't it get smaller as it's going farther away? Mm -hmm. And that has to do with atmospheric conditions. Many times it does, but most of the time it doesn't. And that's because as it gets lower in the sky, the sun is being magnified by the atmosphere. So it gets bigger, but it's also getting smaller due to perspective. So it varies, but there's days uh, in certain conditions when there's no hum humidity uh, where you can watch the sun. It just sits there on the horizon and it gets smaller and smaller as it floats away. It doesn't set from the bottom up because there's nothing to eclipse it uh, in, in the time that you need that, that it normally would in, in, Conditions that I call, you know, 99.99% of the time conditions. So the sun is moving, but it's moving it's across the plane and, and disappearing over a basin, basically, that we're contained within. Well, it's within the dome. It just circles around the, the top of the flat earth lake, right? We're on a big lake. Mm -hmm. And the center of the lake is the North Pole. And it, uh, it circles around. And when it just gets a certain distance from you, you can't see it anymore. It, it literally gets eclipsed by the atmospheric deck of opacity. Big word. I made up that word, actually. <laughs> but I, but it, 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 it's fully explained and illustrated uh, in these videos. Um. Have you ever considered putting together an expedition to go beyond the borders of Antarctica to find out Question. what's really going on? Yeah. So again, Antarctica is 100% off limits right. where, where you can't go there. And, um, but how can they enforce it? I mean, I mean, there has to be a lot of people to enforce that. Yeah. And if there's not that many people involved, it shouldn't be too difficult to sneak across. Yeah, well, it, that that's a good, great, good question. And, you know, there, people say, you know, the, the, the Globe Defenders, you know, what are, you know, guards elbow to elbow going all the way around? Because that's a big circumference. It's like 60 to 80,000 miles around the shoreline of Antarctica. But it's easy to guard. You know, there's radar. There's only a couple access points that you can really get to it from, which is, you know, Australia, uh, you know, New Zealand or Santiago, Chile, because you need to get close to it and you're not allowed to bring any fuel. So once you pass that 60 degree parallel line, you're being tracked. And there's mm -hmm. people that have tried uh, that have been stopped by force and jailed. Uh, one guy even had permission from his country. He got down there. He was stopped by at gunpoint. Uh, turned around and then he went back and he was jailed when he got back to his country. 
So you can't. But even if they let you, it's dark. It's cold. There's no GPS. There's no fueling stations. Compasses don't work. Where are you going? Okay. So it, it's not that easy to do. But yeah, we're, we're uh, exploring Antarctica is not something uh, mm-hmm. that is logistically easily, easily done. And if you want to try, you can apply for the permits. It'll cost you between 200000 and $2 million for the permits, you know, for the application fees. Right. You will get denied, and your fees are non-refundable. So how about we just buy a boat, go down there, just buy and a do boat it. And go there. You'll be stopped by force. Hmm. Right? I don't know. I haven't tried well, it. No, so, would, would you be willing to try it? Well, absolutely not, because I, I'd be willing to let someone else try it, because I already know the outcome. But before you waste all your money... There's a 30-minute video on the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. Just go to the Frequently Asked Questions and say, what about Antarctica? And there's videos on there that will show you how physically difficult it would be to explore Antarctica and what happens if you try. So all the research has been done. I, I would Anybody that wants to plan a trip to Antarctica to go explore independently, I advise you to do a little research, watch those videos, and then you'll rethink your plan. Hmm. I'd do it anyway. I mean, the worst thing they're going to do is kill me. Um, go for it, man. I'm, I'm with you. You got my backing. I'll even donate to your GoFundMe. How's that? <laughs> you got it. Well, we can do it together. Come with me. Um, we're actually you know, I'm working with a television show that wants to send us to Antarctica to do some other experiments. Um, and then we're down there. You know, who knows what, what we'll be able to do. So that is uh, something that's in the works. You know, if you ever need a fearless partner to join you on that track, keep me in mind. Okay, you got to do it. Because <laughs> I am one of those rare people that doesn't feel fear. Well, that's good. That's a good way to live your life because fear is the only thing to fear. I don't fear that. There you go. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for taking the time to be on this podcast today. Uh, thanks for having me. Great questions, and uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, so, where, where can my listeners find you in your so app? You can find me at theflatearthpodcast.com. My podcast is by the same name, The Flat Earth Podcast. Uh, you can uh, take the Flat Earth Podcast Challenge. Listen from episode one for five or ten episodes, and you too will lose the respect of your family and friends because you'll become a flat earther. And uh, the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app is the best way to learn Flat Earth. And it's an amazing, awesome app. And you know, if you don't want to, if you're like, he's in this for the money, just go read the reviews. Besides the few people that are like, my, my phone from 2001 doesn't work with your app um, because it's too old. Uh, read the reviews and you'll see that people are like, I've never bought an app before. I would pay $30 for this app. Best app ever. Just read the reviews and then you'll see that. Uh, I'm not trying to sell you snake oil. I'm trying to sell you a tool that will help you uh, get around YouTube censorship. And it's just called the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. If you can't remember that, just write write Flat Earth Clock. Mm -hmm. And it's the number one hit, and it's by Blue Water Bay. And, And by the way, on Android, there's a free app out there by the same name. And if you get it, it's horrible. Just don't send me an email saying my app sucks because that's not my app. <laughs> Somebody copied you with a crappy app. There, well, there's some it's some ball trolls literally trying to derail this information. Again, it's like the Flat Earth Society people 
uh, trying to derail uh, people from finding the truth. Hmm. Yeah, and you're definitely not joking about that. YouTube censorship is garbage. Yeah. But uh, again, uh, anyone that thinks I'm crazy, you know, there's a Bitcoin at stake here. So uh, try it and uh, send me one proof. And you got yourself a free Bitcoin, which is worth a lot of money. And it will be worth a lot more, I think. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, definitely thank you for being on. Um, and, and I will post the links to your podcast and... Uh, I guess I could post a link to your app as well. Yep. You're going to get an email with those links right afterward. And done. those will all be in the episode and in the notes. So my listeners can, can check you out after listening. Cause I'm sure they'll want more information after hearing this. Awesome. Thanks. And have a great day. You too. Hang on one second while I play the outro. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of his page, www.everythingimaginable.com. 2020.com oh yes i almost forgot you can buy his book enlightenment guaranteed it's the only book on zen that you'll ever need and it's on amazon it'll change your life because remember everything that exists was first imagined hey if you love what you listen to don't forget rate review and subscribe